morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Escobar. And to my left, we have... Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Ali Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that little baby who just won't listen. I was actually told that, like, I would make a great wife again. <laughs> If I would like just stop being so damn hard headed. But that's not that's not that's gonna happen. And then I had to tell him I was like, I'm not mean. I just don't put up with not shit. But we'll get there. We got a lot to, we got a lot we to touch. We got a lot to cover. <laughs> okay. Um Steph couldn't make it this episode. Um she's good. She's 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 around, she's doing her thing. She yeah, got her please don't at me. Yeah. Keep taking Steph's spot. No, I'm not. <laughs> Like she's she just did her her uh save our save your soul save our souls save yourself save your save yourself she just did that this week shout out to Natalie shout out to Natalie couldn't be there because I was coming back from Columbus and that's a whole other story but um yeah Steph's good she'll be back next week so we're gonna keep right into it so how was your weekend it's been a long hard Monday. Hold off the bar, y'all. Jackets. Monday slapped the shit out of me, and that's probably yeah. because I was drunk Friday. I yeah, was, I was drunk Saturday. Yeah, and then Sunday. Sunday, I was recovering drunk. Right, but that hungover, I, you can't really do and much. Then, like, but I improperly slept. So somehow on Sunday, I'm gonna backtrack. But on Sunday, after everything that we like did Saturday night. Me, Austin, and Jade actually ended up at the drive-thru at 8 o'clock in the morning at Panera singing Christmas carols at the top of our lungs. That's... It was actually a blast. That's a blasty blast, as you would a say? A blasty blast, actually. Okay. That's... So, Friday, um, I don't actually don't really remember Friday. I think fr- Friday might have been... That shit at Octave? I don't know if you went to that. No, that was Saturday. That was Saturday? For oh, was Friday. Friday might have been Queen City Radio if you did what Steven posted or Rosconi's. One of the two. I saw those, both those flyers flowing around. I don't think I went out to either. I don't remember recall what I did on Friday. I know that it was pretty bland. I know I wasn't in the house, but I can't tell you what I did. The sounds of sounds about Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, Saturday, the AKAs actually had a charity gala, which was actually really beautiful. I went with Jade, D-Wade, and Austin. Shout out to y'all! Y'all was out here looking like the the damn the, 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 the damn first family. I was sick we of all y'all niggas as a collective. All of us as a collective, um, so opulent was the word that was used. Okay, okay. all right, cool, cool, cool. Um, so that was a blast. After that, of course, we went to Octane to entertain you monkey ass niggas. <laughs> and I wasn't even there. I wasn't even there. I wasn't um, even there. I was minding my business up in Columbus. But whomever, okay, so. Steven and Nudie, y'all never really need security at your because your typical niggas know how to act. But I have to ask myself, number one, whenever they charge a cover for these events, it brings out a younger crowd. I've noticed that. Because there were like two fights going on simultaneously inside the function. And I'm like, they this never or rarely happens. Like it Yeah, it, it's happens. one of those things that happens once every blue moon at their parties because generally the crowd they attract is different than the crowd like Joey attracts. Yeah, but, like, even Joey's crowd, I honestly, and I haven't been to Rosconi's in a while, but I haven't been to, seen a fight in Rosconi's since I've been in there. I've seen a couple. I mean, again, I don't go in there often. Yeah. But it was odd for me to be in, like, a nudie uh, 
excuse me, nudie Steven function, and then actual fight. Like somebody, I saw somebody get a drink thrown on him, and I was like, "What in the love and hip hop is going on here?" Man, his drink is flying. You got a chick drunk screaming at her boyfriend on the other like side by the entrance by the door. Somebody else is scuffling, and then Jade is blind in the club. Austin is a boy, and so I'm, I like pass Austin my phone, and I just kind of stand in front of my group. Like if this girl comes over here, it's gonna be three fights in this bitch. So. Luckily, that didn't happen. Yeah, because Jade Jay, Jay chooses beauty over what uh, function, function. Because she refuses to wear glasses at a club. And don't let her have run out of contacts because she's like, listen, Alex, I can't see. Like, she'll she'll grab onto me and be like. I can't. Like, okay, it's Calvin. It's all right. Calvin. I'm like, it's Calvin, Jade. Like, she's like, okay, cool. All she sees is this big, tall nigga in a function and, like, Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> so... It, it worked out. So, Sunday, we after-partied at D-Wayne's house, um, and then I woke up at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. And, of course, I slept really awkward on an, on his couch. Because that's how you sleep on couches. Because it's a freaking love seat. Yeah. And... But you can't, there's, very, there's very few couches that you can get, like, good quality my couch. sleep on. I'm so sorry. My couch is lovely. Want to know why? Because I hate company, so it hasn't been sat on. It works out great. <laughs> it works out great. I don't know why I have any furniture in my house outside of, like, my bedrooms. And, yeah, outside of my bedrooms because I hate company and I don't do – I do very little entertaining. See, but we talked about how me and you should kind of, like, just switch. Switch bases. As yeah. long as it's just me and kiddo, I am just fine with that. Because it's one of because it's like I would entertain if my spot had entertainment space, but it doesn't at all. Yeah, like, like it's one of those things where it's like those who've been in my apartment. No, not everyone even, is even gonna know where it is because I don't like all you niggas. I don't like all you niggas. <laughs> um, That's but the beauty of living in the suburbs, like I live with, like there's a twenty minutes drive between me and the function. You have to deliberately want to be in Forest Park to come see me. Like, yeah, no one's just gonna be like, hey, I'm in the area. No, you're not. <laughs> no, no you not. weren't in the area. What do you want? What do you want? Versus people will call me like, hey, I'm downtown. You free? Where you at? And and I I told I, everyone also knows I don't do pop ups. I don't do pop ups. And but it's different because somebody got to really care to pop up on you unannounced. Yeah, I'm not gonna drive up to twenty thirty minutes out the way just for you to ignore me when I'm at no. I had to like go missing, and I mean like social media missing, not answering my calls or texts, missing, missing for somebody to want to pop up at my house and even at that you're liable to like get watch me peek through the window and still not answer you oh no i there's it's legitimately like and that's kind of one of the fears i have with living alone it's like because i've seen a couple stories where someone have has passed and just no one notices or no one knows because no one talks to me on an everyday basis not even my mother so like my mother would probably if she she'll take a week if she doesn't hear from me and like and like within a week's time frame, she'll be like, "Okay, I gotta call my son. Where are you? Like, you good? I haven't heard from you. You straight?" See, I speak to my dad every day. Moms, it's hit or miss. It depends on what we need. Well, I think that's <laughs> for me for because it, it's like it's just y'all two. It's right? just it's just it's just us two. And mind you, so it's like for a while it, it was we was always in each other's space. Mm-hmm. So even I've moved out probably three and a half years ago at this point. It's still us. We're both comfortable being by ourselves. Like, even our quality time would be like, mom would be watching Law and Order. I'd be watching something else on Netflix on my laptop. That is me and my son. And, and, and we just in the same space. Because we don't have to be. I could be downstairs doing laundry, mm-hmm. and kiddo could be upstairs, like, chilling. And 
he'll be, we'll both be just content with that. And then we'll eat dinner together or watch cartoons together and that'll be that. Like, yeah. We don't, I'm not a clingy person. I'm not either. I really don't require a lot. Like, I'm like a cat. Pet me a couple times and then let me go sit in the window seat. Like, or, or like, I want, when I want you around, I want you around. Yeah. Or if I don't want you around. I would deliberately put myself in your face and then when I'm done with you, I would deliberately exit that space. <laughs> I am it. good. I don't require a lot at all. Yeah, and so, I think, so, because we, me and Sunil were talking about it, because it was like, one of his co-workers was found, like, kind of that similar, because, you know, moved to the city, they don't have any family around, you know, kind of that situation. Even still, though, like, don't pop up on me. I will literally, if I hear a knocking, I will literally just ignore it, because mm-hmm. if you really needed me, you know how to get in contact exactly. with me. And this ain't it, Chief. Ain't never, as never has been, and never will be, you hear me? Okay. How was your weekend? Um, so weekend was cool. Went to went up to Columbus to celebrate. Um, a couple of my friends heard this party called Orange Soda. Oh yeah, I've heard of Orange Soda. Um, it was their one year anniversary. Hey. Um, so, so I went up there to celebrate that because again, where I'm from, we celebrate accomplishments. And, of course we do. And so having something like a monthly function go f- start off as small as it did, mm-hmm. and go to a point where 700 plus people. Bought t- yeah, yeah. Bought, bought tickets for it. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 the accomplishment. You traveled to DC twice. For orange soda. I love these black ass events like grits and biscuits. Yeah. And, and trap karaoke. You know what I'm saying? And Duce Palooza. Yeah, Duce Palooza. <sighs> it's on a okay, grits and biscuits and Duce Palooza are definitely on my bucket list. I've I, I've been to both. I've been to trap karaoke twice. I've, yeah, I've been next to, time I go, I'm performing. I've been, I've been, I've been to, I've, I've been to trap karaoke. I think I performed at trap karaoke. Trap karaoke, you know, what I'm saying shout out to the to the plug for making that happen. Yeah, I'm telling you. Um and um and I've been to when I went to it was still Henny Palooza, but I've been to Duce Palooza, been to Grits and Biscuits. I've had the most fun, honestly, at trap karaoke just because it's like. Yo, the most fun I've ever had was at trap karaoke, and I went one time in Detroit, and I went another time in where was I? Memphis. Mm-hmm. I went in Memphis, and when I tell you. Detroit had it rocking. By that, far, my favorite show was Detroit. That that's why I went to the, the Palooza was Detroit. It was and in Detroit know how to kick it. It's Detroit look, knows how to kick. Like you, st- you, you still gotta be wary of how you move in Detroit. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like even the women got got they don't strapped. Have too much to lose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Even even the women stay strapped in Detroit. You still got, right? But you know what I'm saying? They kick it, and then the traffic. Okay, I actually went was here. I actually went to one yeah. when it came here. Um, but like, just love, just love black people finding their niche in the market and creating something to be able to exploit that. But it's not outside people outside the culture exploiting yeah. the culture. It's people who are birthed in it, who raised, raised in, in, it, understand it, it, who understand it. in it, I love it because it's once, like you just said, it's for us, by us. And now so more than ever i've been finding this need to spend my energy there yeah so and if you've never been to like one of those like clearly bias for us events like your grits and biscuits and yeah. your duce paloozas like it's not just your typical kick it it's not that at all it's like, like a family reunion it re- with niggas you don't know but you don't care <laughs> that you don't know these because niggas. because and i think i saw something on twitter saying like how african americans didn't have a culture and it's from like this african it pissed me off because it's a lie it's a lie because if we don't have any culture how come everybody knows the plastic on grandma's furniture how come everyone knows that sometimes that bowl that don't look clean is clean clean as hell 
how come everyone has that same that same damn uh bedspread? You know, like that's culture. We all got the same shower curtain from Walmart in that's our first cu- apartment. That's culture. We have our own culture. It's just our culture had to be cultivated more recently because of it was robbed from us when we were brought over here on boats. It was stripped, and you were retaught and relearned. So we we had something. I do understand to an extent. I didn't agree with what she said at all. But there was a point that she made. She's like, what would African-American or black culture be if it didn't come out of trauma, if it didn't come out of torture? And I said, you know, I understand the whole concrete rose aspect. But in that, it did make me think. And it made me think on a bigger scale, like, and I took it personal. What would we be as human beings if we didn't have the traumas that we've been through? Well, I mean, even our culture has made... We la- we we cope by laughter. Right. Like like I will never forget this joke. Someone said a, a a meteor could be coming to Earth to kill us all. We'll put the Jordan face over it. <laughs> like be- <laughs> and we'll make yeah, jokes yeah. on it and just, while we're about to die because that's just how it's a, we have to laugh to keep from crying because right. being um, I think James Baldwin said this like being an African American in this country a socially conscious African American in this country is to be in a constant state of rage. Yeah. And so and, and being in a constant state of rage is not healthy for our mental or physical health. So we have to laugh to keep from crying. We get these jokes off as a form of self-preservation. Now, sometimes that can be counterintuitive when we joke about certain things that we may need to take more serious. But that's how we have been taught and kind of nurtured to cope is right. through laughter and through jokes and through kind of just hiding behind them, to, for lack of a better word. But, and I think laughter is the best medicine. And I'm so sorry, black people. We, we got to laugh at ourselves. You, I don't. I learned to stop taking things so serious a long time ago. And what's funny is genuinely funny. It's it's funny. So. And sometimes it's sometimes it, the shit would be funny if it didn't happen to you. I'm so serious. Some of that <laughs> shit is so much more funny because it's not me. I empathize, nigga, but it's not me. It's not okay? me, so it's funny. <laughs> it's like so funny. like our best friends will be the ones who will, will laugh at us, but still make sure we're good. Like yeah. they're like they'll probably like you good, and you be like yeah, all right. It's your dumbass. <laughs> like you knew better. <laughs> you knew better. Um, and so that's kind of how we did. So I was up there the weekend celebrating that, watching the Buckeyes beat um, Northwestern in the the bowl, the uh, championship game. Um, you know, kind of hanging out with some people from Columbus mm-hmm. I ain't seen in a minute. Um, a couple people were coming down in a couple weeks to celebrate my birthday. Hey, and so, <laughs> speaking of my birthday, if Steven so stop acting like the darkest light skinned nigga and replying to my text specs, oh my god. As, Steven, listen, I'm gonna put it out there and he can come see me personally about it. It's almost just like, bro, if you don't have a twat and no tits, he's not trying to talk to you. And it's annoying. So, you might have to send like your little girl liaison woman friend to speak on and, and, and if it is, though, and it's like with Steven, like, that's my homie. And like, it, even when. He, sometimes he may get slandered. I always make sure, like, that's my homie. Like, I, I mean, t- I can talk shit because that's my nigga. Y'all can't. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where I, it's, I can say these fix. Um, but, yeah, it was like, because we, we're, he's part of the planning for... The Right. And so I'm trying to get this last part solidified. And this nigga just goes zero dark 30 on me and I want to fight him. <laughs> like, Because I mean, people are asking me, like, important, valid questions. And I'm just like, still waiting on that. And I'm looking at the clock like... Still waiting on that. So, Stephen, if you hear this before, you know, Calvin's 11th hour, 
Text that nigga back. <laughs> I, had, I even had to call him on Instagram. I was like, I was like, this nigga got me on red like a light skinned chick, and I'm not, a, and I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it. Um, but so that's kind of what. Fake famous ass nigga. Bye. <laughs> Sick of these niggas. Hire some help. <laughs> Get, Get rid, rid of these niggas. niggas. Uh, but that was my weekend. Um, I, I learned learned a couple things that we may or may not touch on. I went to therapy, but we'll talk. We'll talk. Yo, first of all, we're not gonna gloss over that. I mean, can you do you understand what a huge step that is in just your overall health and being? It is. Not, we talk about celebrating accomplishments all the time, and I'm not. I always recommend therapy, but it's never lost on me that therapy. In order to see a qualified trained professional of any kind, that comes from a position of privilege. So the fact that you are, as a young professional black man, and you're in a position to see about yourself with the best possible care, yo, that's not, that's huge. Because, like, hey, therapy ain't cheap. No, it's not. Even the cheap options ain't, ain't cheap. cheap. And so it's and I have good insurance. Man, I have, like, there's an employee assistance program in mine, so, like, first couple of these are for the free. It's still a, a hassle because it's, like, you have to find time to t- either take off of work or hopefully she's available on the weekends or he's available on the weekends. And then that first session does not work on a Monday through Friday schedule. You know what I'm saying? Or, or like, even the first session is just her asking you a bunch of shit, like, why are you here? And I'm just, like, and you're, like, want to say, like, I don't know. I just know I need to be here. That's for you to figure out why I'm here. And she's See, a, that's the thing. And my therapist, my first session was not, it wasn't a bunch of probing questions. It was like, tell me what you want me to know. And I was just like, I want you to know everything and nothing at the same time. And it was hard because mine, it was like, it's with a black woman. And so I, Yo, I, my therapist is black too. I don't see me divulging my most intimate details <clears throat> with a white woman. I don't, I don't, I want, that. like, I wanted a black man partly because I was just like, I didn't want, and it, it some, as a hurdle I had to get over, it's like I didn't want to, quote, unquote, use another black woman to kind of get my shit together. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I talked to a couple of black women who was like, well, she's paid for it, so. It's <laughs> You're using her or using your service. Like, even it would be different if this is one of your homegirls who's yeah. your therapist. That's who is a therapist and then you go to her. That's different because there's a reason why medical professionals cannot train, I mean, treat their loved ones. Because of the, yeah, of the right, biases so. and then, and, and certain shit that, like, I, we're, it's easier telling a stranger. It's easier telling a stranger certain things about your life than telling the person that you know you're going to see oh, yeah. on a day to day. Because there's this, this the, the release of, of accountability. Because, Calvin, if you tell me something you're struggling with, I'm going to check up on you to make sure you're making progress. Your therapist is going to do the same thing, but there's not that pressure. It's not like I'm not going to, it's not like I'm going to run into him. And be like, oh yeah, about you having depression, nigga. What's up with that? <laughs> and, you, and you're like, my, you your motherfucking and so, and so that's kind of what it is. But this one, it did feel a little proby, but I understand it's kind of like what she got to do. She got to right. figure out like, why are you here? Um, and so that's kind of, you know what I'm saying? That, that's a big step because those Anger issues. I got a lot of anger issues because niggas be pissing me off, and it's you like was snapping on Twitter last week. I was like, "Baby, you know I'm here." Oh, <laughs> we. Oh, uh, I, I just I touched on that last week. I, don't, I, don't, I ain't got to re. I ain't got to rehash it. Just, just. You um, have a read this week. <laughs> no, I, I, I kind of do, but something different. It's more so. It's like, why did hating people ain't happy and happy people ain't hating? Listen. And and it, it's funny because the people that you be trying to snitch on be coming right back to me. With all the snitching that you be trying to do. I, listen, dry snitching ain't dead. And niggas just scared. Niggas are not scared. And that's the problem. Uh, It's like, it's like. Drink your water and mind your business. Mind the business that pay you. 
Mind the business that pays you. That is, listen, <laughs> that is, if I could leave 2000, on a good note, on, on to one of our topics. If I could leave something with 2018, my biggest takeaway, not even one of my, it would be one of my biggest takeaways is mind the business that pays you. And I guarantee the things that you're worried about are not worried about you. The people that you're stressing about are, are busy living a full and happy and abundant life. Not thinking about you Not at all. Not thinking about you. And that's what I had to learn. That's what my therapist kind of, she was like, all this anger that you have, like, do you think these people, like, in paraphrasing, do you think people give a damn about, like, the anger that they made you? No. They're out here living their I life while you out here want to, like, strangle them. I'm good love. You enjoy it, and right? so, Yeah, and so it's one of those things, it's just like, I think part of it is, it's like, oh she's a hoe or he's for everybody talk because like you know me you people know how people 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 know it's like all right like i'm friendly right i i own that i'm friendly i talk to people because that's just who i am as a person i don't like you just because i talk to you and make conversation i'm not trying to get in your pants i'm just trying to make conversation so if you see me making conversation with somebody else don't go up to her not knowing her from adam after I leave, like, oh, girl, he like he 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 he's trying to talk to me. No, I didn't. And what you don't know, that girl that you telling is gonna be in my apartment later, like rubbing my rubbing my head and my shoulders because I'm stressed. So mind your damn business. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just think that it's corny. I've never had so many people. Um, I learned this year it's what to walk a fine line between being transparent mm-hmm. and being private. And it's not even a fine line because they do coexist. I can be honest with you without without being getting into my nitty gritty business. Right. And I learned a lot of that when I was going through, of course, you know, my divorce situation and that and how emotionally I had to recognize how emotionally raw that left me. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the most sensitive women. I, I, I was very sensitive in ways that I've never experienced before. So it was very different and I was very reactive instead of proactive and very just touchy. And so I had to realize that not everybody deserves that vulnerability. Right. And to be careful about how I give it and to whom I give it to. Because there are people I would express my, you know, I would just be really open and free with. Mm -hmm. And then I would hear my business being repeated back to me by somebody that shouldn't know this information. Right. And now I'm feeling the need to protect myself against because everybody because I, I don't I don't anybody. I don't because I don't know who's talking. Exactly. And it's like and for me it's so I've always been guarded, and, and I, I think that's part of a reason I don't tell everybody everything. Like no one knows my full story of my life. Part of it I think intrinsically is like so if something gets back to me, I know who. I know who who leaked it because only a certain amount of people know X or only a certain amount of people know Y. Um, And you people and I think people will use the worst things against you Mm -hmm. if 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 they if they don't love you, but they just love what you do for them. Like I've seen I've seen people. That is a huge honey. You just said a mouthful there. People love what you do for them. They don't love you. And it's crazy when I took a step back. And this, sorry to cut you off. You got it. And this, even in this past little season of my life, I took a step back and I had to reevaluate the people I had around me and reevaluate why they were there. And I think a lot of times history will keep you somewhere where your intuition is telling you to move from. But I had to understand that there's a huge difference between the history that I have with somebody and the trauma bond that we share. 
Right. And in a lot of ways, I'm breaking these bonds and I'm getting called angry or aggressive or, you know, Alex is such a bitch or Alex is so fucking mean. And it's like, I'm not mean, but you stop being the person you promised that you would be to me. And that goes not just romantic partners, but friendships. Yeah. And it's one of those, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, just, I think a lot of people, even myself included, like, if once you get past a certain threshold in your mind of how many years you spent with that person, platonically, romantically, you just don't you don't want to feel like all that time has been wasted. Right. So you will stay with something, or you try to work something out on a totally broken situation right. just because you have history with them, and you feel like if you break it off at uh, these x amount of years, just went down the drain. But that's where it comes in. Like everything, if you learn from it, it's not wasted. What did I take from this situation? And you know what? With Mercury being in retrograde, for the little bit of knowledge that I know about Mercury, retrograde. this is where we need. This is where we need stuff. This Steph. is where we need stuff. But <laughs> um, what I do know is that sh- this particular retrograde brings up past relationships, and people from your past will start to appear. And a lot of it does have to do with the season because people get really sentimental around this time, specifically with it being, um, you know... It, it, it's getting cold outside, cold, people, people getting, getting lonely. That seasonal affective disorder that, hitting yeah, in, like, it's a lot. Seasonal depression is around, so people feel the need to try to open doors that you close. Now, see me, <laughs> being the intellectual I am, I'm going to give you just enough rope to hang yourself every time. Okay, you want to hang out? You set a date and let me know where I need to be. Oh, you miss me. That's fine. You're Playing al- something. You're allowed to do that plan something and then when i hold you accountable for said plans that you give me and it's not if you make a plan with me it's not up to me to follow up with you on the plans you made with me right you as the setter of said plans is to tell hit me up 24 hours or even the morning of hey are we still are we still good for x y and z if that doesn't happen i promise you you there's no energy going to be wasted because I already knew what time it is with you. So when you come back around with the the bullshit, the I miss you's, I can always say, no, you don't because you had an opportunity to fix that and you didn't. And that's a, that's a black cultural thing. I think every black person should know if you don't confirm plans that you set the, at least the day of the morning of, just not, I ain't coming. If we had a breakfast date, it's up to you to hit me up the night before. Like, hey, we still got breakfast. We got still got breakfast in the morning. If we have a dinner date, at the bare minimum, you need to hit me up the morning the of. morning of that date. Hey, are we still good for this? It's yeah. common courtesy because for me, I know I remember things a little different than other people. So it's like if I'm excited to see you or if I want to see you or even if I'm thinking I'm going to get a free meal out of this, I'm going to make sure that we're still on the same plans because I'm not. I could stay home. I could stay home or make other plans or spend my energy with somebody who's actually as enthusiastic to be around me as I am them. And it's really no, it's not about, you know, spinning and playing nobody. It's literally just, it's fucking rude. It's rude. It's childish. And it's so childish because at the end of the day, you wanted my attention. I made space and opportunity for you to have that attention and you wasted my time. I have nothing more to say to you. And you played yourself. Yeah, <laughs> like I can't. Yeah, like you know, so. I don't. I don't feel no ways about that simply because I know I always give people enough space and opportunity to be better than what they are, and it's up to you to not fuck that up. See, I'm different because I understand that sequels. I understand that sequels are generally worse than the original. Right. Um, and there's a reason that if you have to hit me with the "I miss you" or like I was thinking about you, there's a, there's a reason that we're not. 
in the same space. Right. And so what is that reason? And has that reason been fixed? And I have too much pride in general to get played the same way twice. Oh, honey. <laughs> like, if you're going to play me, at least switch it up. Oh, at least? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know, give me a challenge. <laughs> right. You know, like. Keep me on my toes. Yeah. But, uh, I think that, and, and this season, I'm very proud of me because there are some people that I, I hate, I hate the term cut off, but there are some people that, and because when I do breaks, it's very clean, like a broken bone. I will crack it in half and it's very clean. You know exactly why this is happening. You know exactly where I stand. And you also know exactly what you did and what I did to get us here and why I don't feel the need to keep you in my life at this point. I put certain, I get criticized for needing closure, but to an extent, yeah, because in my head and in my heart, I want to know why this was. And I still think closure is low-key a myth, but I'll let you cook. I think, I mean, it depends on who this person was to me now. Um, for instance, if it was a relationship as serious as with my husband, oh, I need the closure. Because we were, we had too much invested in each other for us to end the way it did. Oh, I needed a final conversation. Oh, I, I needed that. There are certain people I don't give that to. And I think closure, because people associate closure with needing this at the end of every single last. No, the ones that matter... If there was enough respect and understanding in the relationship, we should be able to have a final sit down. We should be able to say, this is why I need to leave you where you are. And then you respect that. So then Mercury Retrograde doesn't come around and I'm getting what you do in big head text and fucking 1230 in the afternoon. <laughs> That's what my muscles will do for you. <laughs> you, know, like, you know what I'm saying? What are you doing at 430 at night? You up in a six o'clock at night. I know the sun goes down early, nigga, but you know I'm awake. What do you want? What do you want? And I think for me, I think so we was and so a couple of the homies were talking about minimalism and ex- essentialism. And I think I kind of unlocked why I ghost on people or oh. like no no but, Calvin we're doing we were doing so well, right? We were doing so well. And so and so it's one of those things and it's, it's one of those things that I've worked on since like the my peak ghosting times, right? Okay. And I say it every episode. You're getting ready to explain exactly why you're my favorite fuckboy. It's it's one of those things where it's like, if we just, like, fall off texting, like, if we fall off in communication because, like, I get busy, I get distracted, you get busy, you get distracted, you know, shit, ha- life happens. And if we just fall off and then there's, like, neither one of us cares enough to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do a damn thing about it. Yeah, but then it's just like, eh, it is what it is. Because it's one of those things where it's like, obviously, I was, the phone works both ways. And I'm also the type of person where if I see too many of my text messages being not responded to, I take that hint as well. Do you know how many niggas <laughs> are sitting in my inbox talking to themselves? themselves right and now? I refuse to be that guy. I refuse to be that guy sending you message after message and just getting read at 10, 47 a.m. No. Listen, and I don't even, like, bro. And people, well, why don't you just tell them you're not interested? The, well, the, genius child, I've done that. And you continue to just hit yourself up in my inbox. Excuse me. I don't feel the need to, to, remind, you constantly. to remind you constantly that I'm not interested. So after a while, it just starts to get embarrassing, and I just block the number. Simply because... I don't need this, and neither do you. And so I think so. A lot of it is like, if I get you know, if I'm if I'm talking to myself in the inbox or my thing, my limit is like three. If there's if the last three messages and not just like back to back, like different times or have all been unresponded, oh, cool. cool. 
I'm out. <laughs> and and if you want to talk to me, the phone is clearly there. We we are on our phone 24-7. You'll figure out. So a I got actually got cussed out because... Because you're a little baby who don't listen. <laughs> I felt that coming. I, I like, kind of walked right into that. Yeah. Because I would make plans with this guy. Now, I get to be problematic here for a second. Um, I made plans with this guy. And it was just like, it was one of those after the club jumps. And something would happen. It was like you can every ne- time you can I'm never you to, can never trust after after the club plans. But see, I'm also like a woman of my words. So if I told you something's gonna happen, it typically happens. So every time I'd be like, "Yes, yeah, on daddy, you're not, you're not ready for this." Something would happen. It was either somebody threw up in my car, or I threw up in my car, or <laughs> it would just always. Oh, I gotta take somebody all the way on the other side of town. I gotta pass by a house. It makes no sense to come all the way back to the city, like. It, it was always some extreme case. So and, 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 and niggas get tired of the extreme they case. They really <laughs> get tired of it. So when I tell you this man, he let me have it. Like, I mean, took me out. Like, I went over his house because he was like, hey, can you come talk to me? Like, I'm starting to feel some type of way. And it wasn't even about no action at that point because we had been messing around on and off for, like, years. So, like, when I'm single, he's single sort of deal. Like, yeah, it's one of those, like, hey. So he, like, go over his house and he was just like, Alex, I feel like you played me. I feel like we're better than that. I feel like even if that wasn't going to happen, I look at you more than just a booty call. And for you to just constantly spin me got me feeling like I'm one of your little lame-ass niggas. It's like, and, like, laid it out. And I was like, damn. And did I become my oppressor? <laughs> you did. <laughs> we, you, be, you, you either die hero you live long <laughs> enough to see yourself become the villain. And I did. So I'm looking in the mirror like, Bruce Wayne versus Batman. Like, who am I right now? Like, you got me having an existential crisis because I've spent you, like, multiple times. Multiple times. So I was just like, damn. And he's better than me. And the reason why I say he's better than me is because he actually, he he externalized it, said, hey. You got me feeling some type of way. Me, personally, I'm working on it. You would have just never talked to me again. Pretty much. <laughs> like, all right, cool, bet. That's it. That's where we at. Oh, that's where we at with it. Cool. And like, that's where we were at with things. And then on top of that, like, our communication has come a long way since then. So he felt us regressing. It was like, nah, bitch, you finna listen to me. Like, you finna get your shit together. And I was like, damn, I respect that. Oh, and it, 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 it like turned you on, and you was kind of little. Shit. He was like, oh, all right, my all right, bad, my bad. Play that cow. No, I'm playing jokes. These are jokes. Maybe jokes. Allegedly jokes. Allegedly jokes. We'll, we'll see. Anyway, um, I ain't no virgin. I just, you know. Shit happens. Shit happens. Um, so, yeah, that that was just. And so it was one of those things where it's like, for me, he, again, he's better than me because I would have stopped talking. I'm working on that, though. I'm working on communication, but communication also requires me to be vulnerable, which is another thing I'm working oh, on. Oh, my God. Listen, Calvin, there's, like, this cartoon meme where it's just, like, once you think you're opening a door with somebody, it's and like, there's nope. another door yep, right nope, behind that's it, me. and another door behind that's it. That's me. Another, bro, you're like fucking Shrek and all that's, your that's, onion layers. That's, like, that's me. You're like, listen, I can immediately own, I can own my faults. I think that's why I'm your quote-unquote favorite fuck You are, because at least you know you fucked up. <laughs> I can own that. I'm guys still working on me. And so, and that's kind of a thing because, like, I used to be this young, naive person, and once I got taken advantage of in that young, naive mm-hmm. state, 
And like, there's women who people don't believe I've never been in love before, and I haven't. Niggas get played one time when they 15 and never want to love again. It, in fairness, it was mo- it's been multiple times. Oh my god, I bet it has. It's been multiple. It's been multiple times. Been has been across different ages. So I just- wish I was allowed to be that bitter. I wish, and I say that because I'm not. And I, and like I wish I could say one nigga broke my heart, so it's fuck niggas for life without being seen as a bitter bitch. A nigga get his heart broken one time at 15, and he be like, "Fuck bitches, get money." And bitches be like, "Hell yeah, my nigga, no, bro, no, that that is terrible." Get over that shit. Let that hurt go. But here's the thing. That's because that's because women love me niggas. They love me niggas to everybody but them. Like you, like like for forty five percent of a woman I know, very perfect nigga is a nigga that's, is an asshole to everybody but her. I'm not gonna hold you. That shit used to irritate me. Cause my ex husband was just like that. He was mean as fuck. He was a straight up dick to everybody but me. And it used to piss me off because I really don't see, I don't think that shit's attractive. I really don't. The way you treat everybody, like, okay, treating me special does not include being an asshole to everybody else. And some people, that's why some people got the game messed up. I don't like that. You not being able to treat people with some decency is a, is a huge turnoff for me. I don't like seeing people mistreated because I would never move like that. So the fact that you think that shit is okay is I know it, that is the fastest way to get me to never talk to you again. And so, but that's kind of why men have had been allowed for the most part to kind of be like that is because mm-hmm. it kind of played into the narrative that some women want from their men anyway. Yeah. And so, and so for me, kind of like again working through that, you 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 told me I'm stingy. You've you t- are stingy, like you like <laughs> listen. If Calvin can, like, finesse his way out of not paying or having to do shit, he will do it. Hands <laughs> down. This is the most, listen, I thought I was finesseful. I saw Calvin finesse his way out of buying a round. That was his round to buy. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, bro, I was like, that nigga, that's a, okay. <laughs> you can't, listen, you can't finesse a finesse. I be peeping. <laughs> so, no. But here's the thing. We also have that mutual respect for each other because we be peeping and just oh, yeah, like. and I was just like, all right, all right. play on like cool 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 cool. (laughs) yeah it's like and so because i used to be a trick i used like i used to be a trick i used to be like a i like one of my last girlfriends i had i was my i was out of a job i was like i was literally working two shitty part-time jobs to try to make ends meet and ikea was one of them (laughs) with them ugly mustard polos oh no they're blue now they got the memo because <laughs> boy they was ugliest <laughs> used to go from there and then take all the little money i would say just to take her ass out i used to be that bad oh and the bitches probably raggedy <laughs> and just just looking back on i dodged a bullet when she left me because i was broke <laughs> yeah i dodged a bullet because oh. yeah she left me because i was broke because it was like i was because money meant so much to me and it was like because i wasn't able to do what i felt like i needed to do if so, affect my mental <laughs> funny you should bring that up what you got your girl is dating a guy for the first time in a long time who isn't the most financially secure secure no he's financially stable he's not financially secure which means that like there's a lot that he has to work towards and Mm -hmm. a lot that he needs help building when it comes to his finances right and it's for me 
interesting. It's, 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 a, coach it's, a, it's a coach. It's a switch up. The player in the situation. Right. Because a lot of men that I've dated were financially better off than I was. So they were teaching me a lot of things that I now use. So for me to now be the coach in the situation is like. This is different. This is new. This is a different seat to sit in. But I will say this. Of the men that I've been dating and that are not currently dating, he's the most attentive. You got to be when you broke. <laughs> Boy, listen. I've paid all the attention to the little things she like when I ain't had no money. The little, like, the little, little, little things have mattered so much with this man. And... And I understand that with him, I've had to adjust my expectations, my expectations, because not that I know in my hearts of hearts that if he had it, he would do it, but he doesn't. So I can't have that expectation on him because he would fail. And I don't believe in setting my man's up for failure, any of them, but you do what you can until you can do better. And he has been, he has been extremely attentive, um, caring, sweet, a listener, um, just everything that I would look for in a partner if I was ready for that kind of relationship. Right. And I think, because again, you talk like, how you think I learned my finesse way is dating while broke. Listen. Yeah, dating while broke <laughs> as a man, I can only imagine. Because as a woman, I could date broke and like, it would just be regular woman shit. It's, it's, it's like dating dating while bro- broke when a woman's like playing 2K on like rookie level. Dating while broke when you're a man is like playing 2K on like Hall of Fame. You gotta really know your stuff. You gotta really know how to play the game. You gotta you gotta know how to make appearances work. All of that stuff when you're dating Marlboro because man, part of it is the patriarchy that we place on dollar amounts and all of this stuff that mm-hmm. you're able to get away with. That we we've we've discussed that in previous yeah. episodes. I'll be honest. I if a man takes moving forward because I've I've had to learn this. If a man is taking me out, um, I make sure because I don't want the assumption. If I know that if I'm, for instance, I have a date on Friday. And the first was just this weekend. I done paid a, a gaggle full of bills. If he takes me somewhere I can't personally afford to take myself at the moment, I'm not going on this date because I don't want him to assume that he has to pay for me, especially because I'm not dating. I'm kind of dating for sport at the moment. You're not dating for a purpose. Yeah, I'm not dating for a purpose. Every man that I'm seeing right now knows there is nothing serious between you and I right now. We are doing this because we want to hang out, and there's probably going to be some sex involved eventually. But... I'm not dating because I I'm trying actually, to make somebody my man. Yeah, like I don't want I don't want a relationship right now, and it's actually more fun on this side of the grass is greener on this side because I know what it feels like to date to want a relationship. There's so much pressure on that, and it's it's honestly I don't know why I did it to begin with. I like dating for sport because there's no pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm actually getting to know somebody because they don't feel the need to be super, super guarded with me. They don't feel the need to get that super clean first impression out of a yeah, way. Like, like, no, we, there's no need to like, you know, kind of like all this extra pressure. There's, it's not needed. And so I think to me, it's like paying a mortgage versus paying your rent. Right. Like, you know, the, 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 the mortgage and the rent may come out to be the same, but if you're behind in your mortgage, you lose your house. Yeah. If, you, if you're behind in the rent, you can probably, you know, you can call your landlord like, hey, hey, it'll be on the 7th instead of the 5th. Is that cool? Got some things going on. That mortgage come out and it ain't there. Oh, the marshals is coming. Yeah. What's going on? Where my money at. Okay. And so that's kind of what I look at it as. Um, I ain't mean to cut you off my bad. My no, bad. Um, but for me, because that's where I'm at too. I'm at more of a dating for sport, um, and I'm learning to phrase it in a way that doesn't make the whatever woman I'm aff- talking to offended. Because yeah. it's different because it's like, they hear, oh, you just want sex. No. No, I didn't say that. 
like if that's, sex comes into see, play. That's the other part because the same. Oh shit! Is this something we agree on? Who chat? <laughs> go ahead. Go it ahead. Definitely is a retrograde. Go ahead, girl. Where the moon at right now? Yes, yeah, um, crazy. And I'm glad you got this recorded because I don't think I'll ever admit that I agree with you. <laughs> but there is that pressure. I mean, not even pressure, but when I the the assumption that when I tell a man that I'm just dating for sport, they assume that oh it's an easy pass to smash and i didn't say all that i said that i don't want a relationship that doesn't mean that you still don't have to court me and respect me like you know you should right and for me i look at it as if i'm if i'm if we're calling a dating for sport right i'm looking at it as like i just don't want there to be an expectation of like oh we've been doing this for x amount of time What's up? What's up with it? Because I told you from Jeff, like, hey, I'm not, I'm not mentally or emotionally able to commit to a right. full time relationship right now. Right. Um, and it's one of those things where I try to say that as soon as upfront as I can because you don't want to just kind of open up, open up and leave with it because that's kind right. of arrogant to assume that they even want your presence. But it's like, hey, this is where I'm at right now. You can choose to be here or you can choose to not be here. Either way, it's fine with me. Uh, you know, to borrow it from one of your, uh, another famous, <laughs> famous boy future, one monkey don't stop no show. <laughs> he sat in that theater. Oh, you got happiness? I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and I, when I say I hollered, that was the most Scorpio petty shit <laughs> I have ever seen in my entire life. You found happiness? You found happiness? I'm, I'm so proud of you. I'm so, so proud, proud of you. you. Talking to his ex. But one monkey don't stop no show. One monkey don't stop. But, uh, okay, he's a predatory breeder. Because, and I don't like it. I don't like it at I don't, all. I don't, I understand future's trash. But I feel like, this is, it, 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 stop me if this is victim Little blaming. Lil Wayne is a predatory breeder. Stop me if this is victim blaming. At this point, we all know who future is. Why do people keep letting him impregnate them? See, Kevin, how can you on one hand say you understand patriarchy and the dollar amount that we place on relationships and then turn around and victim blame? So so it's just because he's rich? Is that what I'm, I'm asking for? Yeah. Because that, I'm not saying. That's exactly what. Literally, okay, his baby mom was a bird, but she had a point. She said there's too much money involved for us not to secure this. And as bird-like as that comment was, I understand exactly where she's coming from. These women, these are easy come-ups. These are security. Because, like, it's it's child support. Yeah. Because you know he's not going to actively try to fight for custody because he's future. He's future. Um, Okay. Coding king himself. I'm just, that's all I was was just trying to understand. I'm not trying, I understand, like, future, I I wouldn't do what future's doing. No. And I don't think it's okay for future to continue to do what he's doing, especially with the one girl he threatened to, like, allegedly threatened to, like, handle. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't agree with it with Lil Wayne when he kept popping out those babies after babies. He still got some. Don't he got a girl in Westchester somewhere? One of one of the, one of the one of baby mamas is definitely local. Definitely, yeah, definitely so local. I you know I don't agree with that because you have no. It's just a lot, and it, for me, it plays into the psychi- the psychology of the children and the mothers and the parents and the system. It's a lot. Like cat, like um, it, it was even funny because it was like when he was at that one wedding and the baby recognized him. Everyone was just like, "Hm, have one of your kids." Probably. <laughs> and you didn't even know it. You didn't even know it. But see, no. But what was what were we talking about before that? Anyway, 
Let me look at the, let me look at the topic list. It's a birthday in the house, it's and a, I ain't talking about 1906. Even though you know, <laughs> you want to get out the go ahead and get it out the way, Cal. All right, we'll get out the way, and then we'll then we'll, then we'll touch on a couple other yeah, things. Get it out the way, please. We are recording this on Tuesday, December fourth. Um, shout out to all the brothers at Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated on 112 years of scholarship, manly deeds, and love for all mankind. Keep holding up the light, brothers. Now, continue. All right. So there's a couple different birthdays. Yes. Um, a couple different anniversaries. Anniversaries, I should say. So this shout out is for Fred Hampton. And I'm trying not to get teary-eyed when I talk about Fred Hampton because he didn't get a shot. He didn't get a chance to, I think shot was a bad word. Yeah. But it was really, sorry, excuse me, guys. He didn't get a chance to really, really become who we knew he was going to be. And if Fred Hampton would have ascended and gotten the opportunity to become our, one of our greatest leaders, like truly hit that peak, truly hit that shot. He was 21. When he, he was 21, and he died next to his pregnant fiance. Excuse me, he was murdered next to his pregnant fiance. I don't sugarcoat shit. And he would have been bigger than almost Kimmy every Newton. and I put yeah and I said it um he'd have been like up there with Martin and Malcolm in my opinion it, period um so today is his anniversary of his death and he was one of my first African American studies projects mm-hmm. coming up um because I felt like at 21 if he could do that if his voice means so much at 21 I have no excuses right and it's one of those things to kind of like kind of motivate um and kind of live that life um another another anniversary um december 4th is the anniversary of day pimp c died rest in peace long live sweet jones um and i arrived i'm gonna say on the day fred hampton died okay i arrived on the day fred hampton died my name is ho H to the O-B. We're recording this on the 49th birthday of the greatest rapper to ever walk this earth. And I'll fight over that. Sean Corey Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z, a.k.a. Hove, a.k.a. Beyonce's husband. So, Jayonce's birthday is today. Put some respect on Hove's name. Put some respect on Hove's name. I've seen it all day. Put some respect on Hove's name. So, it's ironic that my favorite musician of all time married my favorite rapper of all time. And you're not the only person that this... Shout out to Corey, because Corey, like, Corey, I think, would legally change her name to Nose Carter if she could. Oh, my God. Um, When I say I wish I could, and I have my whole family look at me like I'm nuts for it, like, Nose Carter, really? <laughs> okay, all right, Alex, Nose Carter. <laughs> and I want to be referred to as Nose Carter every time you talk about Like, you said the whole name, like, a pimp name slick back. <laughs> say the whole thing. <laughs> Like a tribe called Quest. Just say the, the whole, whole thing. The whole name. Alex Nose Carter. Thank you. Put some respect on it. So, in honor of Hove's 49th birthday. And he just dropped the and he just dropped the verse of the year at a as a forty nine year old man. You and you think any other rapper can compare to him. You should be ashamed of his yourself. Verse. But see here's the thing. Hey niggas look at his verse like Jay Z always talking about broke ass niggas. Yanni Real niggas talk about, bro, he putting broke niggas on game. Because that's how I know if you only took from that his flexing bars about how you you wasn't listening. My spouse, come on, man. Listen, you wasn't listening if that's all you thought he was talking about. Okay. So, listen, I'm still not over the fact that he cheated on my fave. And no, I don't forgive you. She can take you back. I didn't. But you're still my favorite rapper, despite that. He made a sacrifice so y'all can get lemonade. Be thankful. 
Ansi for Ansi at the table. We made a sacrifice so y'all can get three we got great, three really great albums out of that elevator, whole elevator. And you know what? You cheated on my favorite for a century and gave me an album. I'm pro- actually what's funny is that in honor of Ho's birthday, I played Lemonade. <laughs> Childish. Patty, Patty. Yeah, and then I played Hope on my way here, so. You got to play, play Lemonade, 444 event, Everything is Love, back to back to back. Oh, I definitely played Everything is Love today. So, a couple questions for you. Mm-hmm. Favorite Hope album? This changes almost weekly. <laughs> depending upon my mood. Depending, depending on the mood. Right now, I'm going to say Blueprint. Which one? First one. Blueprint one. Um, okay. fo- Followed by Reasonable Doubt. Okay. Black album. Okay. American Gangster and four forty four. I was about to say. So I feel like Kingdom Come is the I am Sasha Fierce of Jay Z's collection. It's the album we don't talk about. It's it's one of those like if if a regular person dropped it, it'll be, it'd be fire. But because Jay did it, it's we can't like let that just it's like it. we just we just kind of. I don't know B B got the beehive. You know what I'm saying? As as, as the whole the whole stands, we just kind of like eh. we don't talk about we don't talk about we don't talk about Kingdom Come. We didn't really talk about American Gangster either. We were like, all right, well, you did what you had to do. No, American that. Gangster aged really well. It aged now because I'm sorry, Blue Magic still slaps. Rock Rock Boys still rock boys slaps. Still slaps. I know, still slaps. Like and we're not. I know, gonna, and I know. Listen, <laughs> you put Pharrell and Jay Z in a room together, it's gonna make magic. Actually, as a matter of fact, if you put if you put Jay Z in a room with a lot of producers, just plays Kanye before we lost him to the sunken place. We got Magna Carta, Holy Grail, because we put Timberland and Pharrell in the same room together and said, "Make something for Jay Z, figure it out." Y'all, get, there was a whole commercial about them making this album. Ooh, chill. So you know how hype we were, and to be honest with you, that I think that's the last time that anything Ivy Park has ever advertised an album. Uh, yeah, they I, they kind of advertised 444. Um, we kind there's billboards like popping up, but we just didn't know what it was until mm. like a couple days beforehand. See, that's that Beyonce marketing team. That's that Beyonce marketing. A wise man learns from the people around him, baby, and he learned. For, and like there's things that a wise man wants to nothing at all because they literally put 444 on billboards all over New York, and niggas was like, "What are you doing?" And then it was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm dropping an album." Like. Tomorrow, now. like you should probably go like download it like now. It had that queued up. Like, actually, just go pay for title because it's only. <laughs> it's gonna be on there first. <laughs> and so, but yeah, like it, I think I think Jay Z put Beyonce on some things as far as like business, like like business I business. Mean, that's called family ties. You know what I'm saying? And I think Jay, I think Beyonce put Jay Z on a, on like how to really make an event. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because like they they really Beyonce does a damn thing. It's a thing. It's an event. It's trending. Like when she when Lemonade, we're like Beyonce doing something, y'all. Be, hold on, wait a minute, Beyonce, y'all. Like go download HBO now. Now, now she's going to do something right now. And bro, and, ma'am, I will never forget the energy when 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 all of y'all was watching Lemonade live. Who child? Baby, it was it, it was scary. It was scary. It was scary, it was scary to be a black man. That ain't your nigga. Like this nigga cheated on me, <laughs> bro. It, when I tell you, it was scary to be like a black man. Like, bro, this who like who like black women at the time? Because she was like, even if you ain't do nothing, she was looking at you like, mm-hmm. Niggas really ain't shit. <laughs> it was like, and by the end of that fifty-six minutes, 
She played um, well, sandcastles and a couple of her, like where yeah. she was like caressing, where Jay Z's like so shook, he just caressing on her ankle because he don't know any better. <laughs> he don't know what to do. Hell, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> like, and every and every black man is just like, this ain't. Wait, bitch, I need to massage an ankle. What I gotta do? Like, listen, I ain't got whole money, but I can massage an ankle. <laughs> but yeah, that was who child. So, yeah, um, we got really three solid, because of his infidelity, we got three solid projects. So, I want to play a little game. All right. It is would you Jay-Z rather? versus. Jay-Z versus. Ooh. Actually, yeah, it's a re- Would You Rather Jay-Z edition. Ooh. That's a better title. Um, Takeover. Okay. Or Renegade. Takeover. Okay. Because Eminem low-key got Jay-Z and Renegade. It wasn't, it wasn't as much of a blowout. It wasn't. It wasn't as much of a blowout as people would say mm-hmm. initially when it first came out because I think people were just kind of hyped up on the Jay on on M's like punchlines and forgot mm-hmm. like Jay Z's really spitting is just mm-hmm. more understated. Right. But takeover. Takeover. Take takeover to me is better than Ether, but I, I'm. I was gonna say that. I think Nas was just really pissed. <laughs> it, it was. It was one of those things. It was like if, if you were in an argument with somebody and it's like I'm there. I'm saying facts. Right. And they're just hitting you back with just insults. I, I still went. Right. Like, Jay-Z was talking facts. Facts. And Nas came back and was like, you know what I'm saying, like... How like, many more big lines gonna come at your fat lips? Like, Cockafell- right, like, like, like Cockafellow Records. You know what I'm saying? Cockafellow like, Records is still funny. It's, it's funny, but it's like, Jay-Z was hitting you with actual facts. Right. So. He came out of his car with an idea, and I lost it. Anyway. Um, part two. Okay. Or O3 Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, three Bonnie and Clyde. Nigga, part two. What? Part two. What? No, no way. Who wants that perfect love story anyway? From my chest. Listen, <laughs> my fucking chest. Listen, all I need in this life is it is me and my girlfriend. Come on now. Beyonce in that Burberry swimsuit though, I'll give her that. Exactly. You feel me? You, you feel me? See, part two gave us an entire tour. It gave us an entire tour. O three, O three, Bonnie and Clyde helped Beyonce come from Destiny Child Leap Woman to the the star she is today. Ooh, that's a reach. That's a reach, nigga. Beyonce has always been Beyonce. Matthew knows what happened no other way. <laughs> but no are we gonna pret- are we gonna pretend that when O three, Bonnie and Clyde came out, Jay Z wasn't clearly the bigger artist? Like I'm not saying at the time. That's that's what, sure, Jan. That's sure. that's what I'm saying. Like O three, Bonnie and Clyde, did that come before or after Crazy in Love? Before. You see what I'm saying? So O3 and Bonnie and Clyde was the genesis to everything musically oh that we were talking about. Is this twice that I agree with Calvin? Oh, oh man, she's gonna need she's gonna, oh she gonna need some help after Medic. this. <laughs> I'm not okay. Allie, are you okay? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I agreed with Calvin twice. Lord. Oh, it must be that seasonal depression. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> um, can I get a versus nigga what? Nigga, who? Ooh, this is hard. It's like picking children. Um, <laughs> Every parent has their favorite. Can I get? Can I get? Can I get? A, no, nigga, what? Nigga, who? <laughs> oh my god. What's the next one? I don't feel like arguing. I don't want to argue with you. Tom Ford. Or I'm so ambitious. Ooh, I'm so ambitious. My nigga, Jake. I'm so, I'm so ambitious. Like that 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 hook came in is like, mm-hmm. and it was like I'm so I might it's like and the motivation to be them telling me when I cannot be. be. 
Oh, and then the beat just come in like, oh my gosh! Still rock a party. Oh my gosh! But time for needs to get. And and then Beyonce comes in in the background vocals for no reason. Coming up, coming down. Yes, but I I pick so ambitious. Probably so ambitious. Um, ninety nine problems or blue magic. Ninety nine problems. Okay, that's fair. Boy, ninety nine problems like that's classic. Like that's classic, classic. Like. It's just like if you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got ninety nine problems, problems and a bitch ain't, ain't one. one. I'm sorry, ninety nine problems is still a lot of problems, <laughs> bitch or not. <laughs> but he doesn't have a hundred problems because, because of that little baby that won't that won't listen. Exactly. I don't mind being y'all niggas a hundredth problem. Okay. And if y'all you, love a little bitch that don't listen. And if you my hundred problem, get rid of you because I, I have a cap. I have a cap at ninety nine. <laughs> so you either got to get a. If you gonna be a little baby, don't listen. You gotta get rid of another problem so I can fit you in. Okay. Mm. Um, I had one more. Hold on. Give me just a tick. Just a tick. Your favorite rapper could never. Your favorite rapper could never. In fact, matter of fact, Jay Z's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. If we wanna and be honest. Is. And is. Public service announcement? Or? Or Izzo. For what? You making me choose? Bro, this is, oh, God. Public service or Izzo? I love Izzo, Allow but, but I gotta go, I gotta go, public, I gotta go public service announcement, because it's like, e- just even for the video, for like how that whole thing came out on his like supposed last album, mm-hmm. where he kind of, and, and the infamous line, like, I got the hottest chick in my yeah, game wearing my chain. chain, like, it was effortless flex, and to this day, it still takes the party up. Whenever when you whenever you when you hear that band camp to drop public service. When, whenever whenever you hear that, like listen, like we've heard it for over a decade, and mm-hmm. every single time, I will still have that same experience. Oh like, yeah, and the same energy is gonna take me higher. Yeah. All right, and I hate that this is even a thing. Who had the better mashup? Lincoln Park or R. Kelly? Jay-Z Lincoln Park or Jay-Z R. Kelly? Well. And fuck Raper Kelly for the record. I was like, well, I was like, part, like, off default, I gotta say Lincoln Park because Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln Park didn't and allegedly do anything, but. Fiesta is a classic. I'll give y'all that. Yeah. And, fuck Raper Kelly. And like, if, if we could just, if, if it was possible to ignore the trash that is R. Kelly. Can't. I would pick I would pick for Jay-Z R. Kelly, but I can't. R. Kelly is ruined so many. I'm a flirt used to be one of my favorite songs. And I can't even listen to it now without feeling some twang to guilt. Cause it's like, ew. You you really bopping to R. Kelly right now. And it's like he probably saying there's about some poor seventeen year old that has no business being in the club he's at anyway. And he's probably the reason why that little young girl's in there in the first Anyway, and even did you did you see what that, that trash? He but he he's like like do you have your shots? Like like who wants to come back with me to him? He's singing this in Ethiopia. Do you have your shots? He was like do you he like he's singing like do you have your papers? Do you have your shots? Who wants to come back with Rob to America? He's singing that in Ethiopia, and I'm like, who's letting this man? Why are we still letting him perform? Oh yeah, he's in Ethiopia because we won't we're not going for it in America anymore. I guess you have to celebrate the small wins when it comes to that because at least we're not letting him perform. Like, he's not getting making any money in the United States, but he's still clearly a predator. Clearly you're a predator. Do you have your shots? Listen. Really? 
Anyway, that's not the. This isn't the hill I'm gonna die on tonight. Cause fuck R. Kelly. Cause fuck R. Kelly. <laughs> anyway, no need to die on that hill. Um, what is your favorite Linkin Park Jay Z song mashup? No encore. Sam. No encore. Yeah, it's Same. like cause it it's, it it fits. It it just fits like. What the hell? Are you it, it, like it fits. Like it, it, I can't say much more about it. It hasn't already been said. It fits. Linkin Park comes at the right time. The beat mashup yeah, fits. Like it, was, it doesn't. It doesn't like, seem forced. had a whole event for that shit. It like was perfect. It doesn't seem forced. It doesn't seem like it's. It fits. So that's mm-hmm. numb on core is my favorite. So if guns in your head, Jay Z song you had to rap, front to back, no misses. <sighs> First and foremost, I would, I would ask like, why are you? Why is why are you like this? <laughs> why are you like this? Um, gun to my head. What more can you say? What more can I say? Gun to my head. Ninety nine problems or any Jay Z for real song. I think I think I think because what more can what more can I say? Like that hit so hard for me because like like excluding and excluding nobody look what i embody like mm-hmm. it just but i would also ask like why are you trying to shoot me over jay-z can't we just bond over the jay-z lyrics why are you trying to shoot me over said jay-z so, lyric? i also because i'm a huge fan of like any jay-z for real mashup thing i actually made a playlist full of like jay-z for real mashups because i'm that big a fan change clothes mm-hmm. or friend or what i was just front and I think I'm gonna. This is hard. This is really hard. Change clothes or friend? Change clothes. Friend. Every time your name was brought up, I would act all nonchalant. But like, but like, let's just change clothes and go. And he's one of the only rappers to get Naomi Campbell to do something off the runway, but still had her in a runway and she was in a music video. Go you. That wins. You get Naomi, you get Naomi Campbell to do anything for you. You get extra Without point. Throwing a fucking tantrum and hitting someone on the staff. She probably hit a couple bitches. You know she did. But Jay Z got enough money for. Hey, you'll be all right. You'll be okay. So never mind. We take it back. So yes. Um. Any other would you rather questions? Okay. No, nope, not with that one. All right, I have one. This is off off the top of the head. Would you rather? Um. And this is this is J and B. Oh. This is J&B collaborations. Crazy in Love. Mm. Or. Which one? Or. Ape Ship. Crazy in Love. I'm, okay. I'm one of those people who wasn't the biggest fan of Ape Shit. It, I was not. And only because I can clearly tell the song was written for the Migos. And like. Like the na 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 their part two, uh, I'm sorry, nice, because Beyonce was talking cash shit. Beyonce was talking cash. Beyonce was talking cash shit on the entire album. She said, "Hova Beezus, watch the throne." That whole album. That whole album. She was talking, bro. I think that's why I like Asia because it was just Beyonce talking mad, filthy, and not, and just like how that nigga kind of got you together with, with, with mm-hmm. like. 
I was like, oh my god! It was so healthy, and I'm just like, I, I love it. <laughs> like, I love when Beyonce gets in her in her little. I'm way too rich to, to get. Where she where she where she reminded about like I'm from Bro, Houston. I'm, I'm still from, fucking Beyonce, I, and I'm from the third ward. Like, chill, chill out. I'm still from Houston, Texas. Like, mind your business. My mama is still Creole. Like, and she'll cut you. Teen, Miss Tina will definitely Miss cut. Miss Tina you. looks like she will cut you. Miss Tina looks like she got the strap on her on the low. Listen, Miss Tina and her corny jokes, I kind of live for it. And she always got to introduce, like, her family member, like, we don't know. Like, we don't know who they are. Like, this is, this is, my, ba- this is my baby's, this is my baby daughter, Salon, and, 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 you know, we got, we got Jay-Z, you know, out here taking a picture. My like, best son-in-law in the world. I was like, <laughs> bro, Miss Tina, we know exactly We know who all are. of these people are. Thank you, but. But, um, but Family Feud, man, like, when, and it's like, we got Beyonce coming in, sounding like 15 angels, got mm-hmm. the sample coming in, she's matching the sample, and then you got hove coming in like with like i think it was like the arc this was the arc this was the arc and there was like like no one wins when the family feels what's what's better than one billionaire two like look i done i did my i did my dirt i've apologized about a million times to beyonce and joel <laughs> and joel because <laughs> our fans we are not having it oh we're still pissed and we and i apologize to all of my fans and joel she can forgive you nigga we don't and that's why I was like I was at the concert like this is a good concert but damn I want to run up on this stage fuck you nigga somebody did they did and you know what parts of me are just like yeah but get your ass off the stage nigga <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> don't ruin this for the rest of us but yeah and so and I think this tour was the tour she wanted to have the first time mm-hmm. but when you, you kind of realize that she wasn't having that fun much fun because of all the marital issues and her body issues you could tell she had a ball in this last tour like I this was, is what she imagined when she, when she was like I'm going on tour with my husband mm-hmm. and also the, the joke says she ain't never letting Jay-Z out of her sight Hell again no. but see that's the thing Beyonce we want a solo album we want a solo tour because listen hire a babysitter for your nigga you can take your kids on tour. Get a babysitter for your nigga, okay? We want a solo tour. We want a solo album. I listen. I'm. I, I used to think I wanted another album from Jay, but 444 was so good. I'm okay if that's his last. I'm not. I'm greedy. I'm a selfish man. But I'm not as bad as you, Rihanna stands. The Navy. Y'all been at this bitch neck over an album. But here's the thing, though. She's been making everything but music. <laughs> She, she got a makeup. Make I think she got a Fenty furniture line <laughs> popping off. She's been making everything but, but music. music. They're like, bro, bitch, if you don't get your ass in the studio. <laughs> and every time she in the studio, she's like, hey, niggas. Like, I know, you know who has it bad? And it's not even the fan base who should have it bad like that. Little Uzi stands. Little Uzi stands are annoying. They've been going through it. They're like, oh my, he's never going to. I'm, I'm like, fam. He's Frank, the album. Oh, he, listen, as a Frank Ocean fan, y'all can be patient. Sit y'all asses down. Sit like, he literally released them in the middle of last year. Frank Ocean took three and a half years between albums. And gave us a lukewarm album. Which one? Endless or Blonde? Blonde. I'm glad someone said it. Because I was listening to it. I'm like, mind Blonde you. Blonde was so lukewarm. Because Ch- Channel Orange I mean, was one of my favorite, favorite albums. Channel oh. Orange still gets play. Big facts. Like, Bad Religion, Pyramids. Pyramids. Like, like. Pink Matter. Pink, boy, listen. And you know what's crazy? When I first heard Pink Matter, the concept got lost on me, and then I sat back and really listened to it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, you disgusting. You nasty nigga, but talk your shit. And then 3K's verse at the end of that. Ouch, man. I can go on and on. But, like, Lil Uzi has been waiting a year, and we're, like, fed up with him. And meanwhile, Frank Ocean has been waiting three years. Rihanna Stan has been waiting. I'm going to be honest with you. 
Blonde didn't count. There was like one song off of Blonde. I, I still, I think I still play Nikes and I still play Solo and I still play Pink and White. Um, I can't think of the song at the moment, but there's like one song off of Blonde and it's not any of the aforementioned. And that was it. And I don't count Blonde because that wasn't the project. And he wasn't even Blonde on his album cover. It was green. Like and green. It threw, I'm like, what are you? Oh, okay, maybe this is some creative shit that like my basic ass is I can't comprehend. So you got I'll let you have that one. But I was just so like, nah, this isn't this isn't why Rosa sat. <laughs> this is why Martin walked. This ain't not. And here's the thing though, in like some most Frank Ocean fans are so devoted. Like that opinion, they will they will think they will insult your taste of music. They will insult your taste like, oh, you clearly don't know. I do know taste. I just don't like. I didn't like it. I didn't like it, and because I thought a lot of, because I felt like, okay, and this might this is my hot take, guys. I felt like a lot of it was because of the criticism that he got by coming out as gay in the community that he came out in. And then I love but the he fact didn't that come out as, he came out as bisexual. Didn't that's he? what I'm sorry. You're right. He came out as bisexual, and I apologize for getting that incorrect. Yeah. But even Snoop Dogg came out. Even Snoop, Uncle Snoop, said, "Bro, there's room for him in this space, and he's been writing for your faves for years." So now that he wants to be public about his sexuality and it pours it into his art, and because you don't know if he's um, talking about a man or a woman on this video, or if he's being misogynistic or or heartfelt, you don't know which way to take it. And that's not that's not on him. That's on his. That's not a reflection of his artistry. That's a reflection of your ignorance. And there's space for him here. So that as a as somebody who is also, you know, non-straight and non-conform, not non-sexually fluid and non-conforming in that way, I I felt that. I felt like you, I, Frank. Art, excuse me, artists like Frank Ocean and your Janelle Monae's make me feel very seen, and not just because they express their sexuality. And their art, right. but because they are living, breathing, thriving human beings who are also open about their sexuality. And it didn't take me until after I was, you know, not under my parents' auspices in order to do that. Right. So I, people like that, I appreciate. Definitely. And I think I mean, my hot take is him coming out added to the notoriety and also, like, it was one of those things where it's like, I think his, his like album got a little boost, like not mm-hmm. quality wise. It was gonna still be quality, but when he kind of came out as bisexual, especially with uh, what was it? what was that song on the end that kind of really laid it out there. Oh my god, it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh uh, shit, it's gonna bother me. Forrest Gump, yes. Forrest Gump, especially on that song where kind of really laid it all out. I think that kind of added. To the audience, like, oh, look at the, you know, and it was a brave move. He like, said, you've been running through my mind, boy. He didn't sugarcoat that. Yeah. And so he kind of, kind of like portrayed that. And I think that it was like, oh my God, this, but because we are so quick to just distract, like, men can't be bisexual, he was labeled as gay for many. He liked men at all. And maybe it was like, no, he can't, like, no, he, he's bisexual. Like, he's said this. So I'm really glad you mentioned that because this one, I, we know how hard I go when it comes to black women, but this is my criticism of us as black women. We cannot sit here and talk about sexual fluidity and not make sure that we're not extending that same patience and grace to black men. Um, I cannot sit here and say as a sexually fluid black woman that I will not accept this for sexually fluid black men, even besides if I'm attracted to them, and non-sexually just holding space for them to be honest with themselves and not criticizing them, which is another reason why, you know, when a man gets quote-unquote outed for sleeping with a transgender woman, that's such a big deal. She's still a woman, you know what I mean, or being attracted to women. It's like it, it, 
you're forcing men you want honesty from men and then also forcing them to live in the dark and live in the shadows because you have maintenance and work to do about unpacking your own biases or saying that a fine black man who's also gay is such a waste it, right like, like that's that. like that's something that is one of those things where it's like I, I can't get away with that if I said like if I'm like God, black lesbian waste a pussy because she's gay and, I would drag you so you know what I'm saying for me to hear it from women who I know I respect and I know in my heart I know that they don't mean any harm by it but it's still harmful and it's still toxic and it's not that man's job to be a part of your your gaze he has a right to live his life outside of your gaze and outside of what you prefer and that sexual that allowance for men to just simply be men and be human and be honest honest out loud about who they actually are we need to extend that same space for them that we fought hard for i can't say here again if we're going to hold space it needs to be as equal as i have for myself as i'll have for you as a black man and i think um this understanding that men can be bisexual Women can be bisexual, like gender nonconforming. Like it's one of those things where I think the black community is way behind other communities because a lot of us were raised socially conservative um, through the church, through, you know, just lack of understanding, through like, you know, that one track focus, like we're trying to get free as a race first. So I can't worry about your sexuality. Yeah, but we're not free until we're all free. And and black lives can't matter. And so black women's lives matter. And so trans lives matter. Disabled lives matter. Black trans black trans i mean black disabled black all, until all of those lives matter none of them do. Until, until people stop get, getting killed for who they are yes and when black women stop making it okay to become violent against trans people or trans specifically trans women because you feel the need to to diversify or your womanhood yeah separate yourself from oh i'm a natural woman versus a trans woman she's a woman i'm going to protect her because she's a woman she identifies as, as as my sister. I'm going to protect her. So I don't feel the need to make those differences. However you identify, you could identify as something that I don't agree with. And because you have enough truth within yourself to stand by that, I'm going to respect you. Right. My ability to agree with your lifestyle does not mean that there should be a lack of respect for your existence. Right. And, and that's one, that. And it's one of those things where I'm asking someone, who is out? I don't want someone who's like, you know, as a transgender man or woman to like speak with me privately so I can understand what makes someone transphobic and what doesn't make someone transphobic. Because for me, like, there's an argument whether or not if I would date a trans woman or if I wouldn't date a trans woman, does that make me transphobic or not? And I want to hear that from a transgendered man or woman because that's that's the experience right. because a lot of us cisgender people are out here speaking for these people without knowing everything what we're fuck we're talking about and you're right and we do and i will recognize that that i am a cisgendered woman and i do speak from a position of privilege but because i know what it takes to really be an ally i will create a space for you to come speak your piece and educate i don't know it all but yeah that's it, what i was like i just yeah, want because 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 i want i want that education because i want because um, it's easy for me to say that I'm not transphobic because I won't date somebody as long as I respect them. But they, that may not be how they feel about it. Right. And I want to give them the space to be able to speak on it for themselves instead of me trying to speak on it for them. So, exactly. And just based off of, just to clear it up, off the little bit that I do know, and if there's somebody, my at is always at the end of all of these, please correct me if I am wrong. But... It is transphobic to say that if you know that she is trans, 
and to say that you're not, you won't date her because she's trans, that is a phobia. Okay. Because you're attracted to women. She's a woman. So what's the problem? Okay. Okay. I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it as okay because I, w- I don't want to right get too deep. I understand. Yeah, and I also don't want to say something that ill-advised. Right. Um, I'm working on. <laughs> That's you know what I don't know enough about this topic, so I cannot have an opinion. That's kind of where I'm at. Cause, I appreciate that. Because I don't want to say something ill-advised. I want to say I'll speak out of turn and then have people extrapolate it as. Oh, you being an ignorant or problematic? Yeah, I, so I don't. So if there's someone Fair. who feels comfortable speaking to me privately, because we don't got we ain't got that everybody's business. I don't know Street about it. I would love to hear that person's opinion and kind of education on the matter. Right. We got one final topic, a little more something lighthearted before we get up, get out and get something. Okay. Um, Pretty sure you got some ratchet Founders Day shit you going to do. <laughs> I'm going to get a, just grab a drink, man. Oh, yeah, something. the bros is wholesome. I'm sorry. You got but, the wholesome bros. The, the wholesome, wholesome alphas exist, baby. <laughs> First of all, there was a shout out on Twitter. And when I say I cackle, talk about some shout out to the faithful alphas, all 16 of y'all in the world. I died. Listen. And no. I know one of them. Calvin's a, faith, a wholesome black man. Yes. Yes. Listen, but one of my friends want to talk about, like, Shooting at friend groups slash fine ass line brothers or sisters. <laughs> shout out to you, Charity. This is for you, Charity. Cause shout out to you. Um, she wants to talk about like the protocol. Okay. And so I'm gonna let you cook first. Okay. So the protocol for shouting. I'm gonna start with the friend group because I'm only on a line of two. <laughs> it's like me and my line sister. So. Um, if you are a friend of mine and you are like a woman that's in my friend group, you don't, I will shoot your shot. I will tell her, I will throw you to O. I do not want to know the intimate details of your relationship because I know the mutual party that's involved. And it keeps our relationship, our friendship honest. Mm-hmm. It keeps me out of their business. And it also keeps me out of her business with respect to our relationship and our privacy. Everybody in this situation is owed privacy. But because I'm the mutual party between the two of y'all, I know your shit. I know her flaws. I know yours. I know her weaknesses. I know which holes the both of y'all talking to. Keep me out of it. The only thing I'm going to do is say, Calvin, meet Sarah. Sarah, meet Cal. Or, you know, hypothetically speaking. And that's the, that is going to be the extent of my involvement oh, in yeah. our relationship. I t- I, and I've and I've told I've just, just you know I used I'm to be the live thrower. I used to like no. there's still people like hit me up like hey like, who, like put me on somebody for I'm when you come not down. Not getting in on your intimate details. But that's what I had I'm to because that. people would try to like come vent to me about mm-hmm. each other. Mm, no 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 because here's the thing. Now you you almost forcing me to dry snitch because they they say it in one way you telling this another way and now I gotta go see what time it really is and I don't want to do all that that puts me in a very awkward position and, and especially because if, if it's someone I look at really close like one of my homies kept wanting to tell me like these intimate things I'm like yo that's like that's like a little sister to me chill it's like it's like me coming up telling you about your little sis and, and all the disgusting things that you no, no. because like you Brent, my nigga but I'll fight you you had. One of your bros I wanted to talk to. And then he did some really, I won't say it was foul, but it was off-putting. It was a turn-off. And then I called you, and then I had to check myself. Like, Alex, you can't do that. You can't do that. Because, listen, he didn't tell you to talk to this man. He did not say, Alex, talk to this man. I, I gave you the full run. I you gave did. You, get, you did your due diligence with the situation. You were right. Funny story. I ran into him at the function on Saturday. 
make sense? With the shorty who looked, she's fine. She's a lovely young girl. She has a great personality. She has a great personality. You're not the first person that has that similar mm-hmm. analysis of Batman and his young lady, because because again, mind you, another person came to me like, "Ooh, who is that? He like he fine." And I'm like, in my back of my mind, I'm like. You dated so, girl. He's a, run, sis, run. But I'm like, I'm but not going. I'm thing. not going cock my nigga. If but, I see you out as a man that I'm dating, and the young lady that I see you with, it's not a problem for you to be with said young lady. But I'm definitely taking a look at the quality of woman that you have with you, and then the fact that you want to date me because you'll date her and me at the same time. I'm looking at the quality of woman you're used to, and I'm not trying to sit here and say that I'm prime rib or I'm steak anything. But this definitely ain't no motherfucking In-N-Out burger. And you walking around with McDonald's. No, nah, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. She she, she used to filet mignon. How she going to deal with the hamburger helper? Yeah, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, you know. It be what it be. You cannot take an Atlantic salmon and pair it with hamburger helper. It don't work like that. And so and so one of my things, like, like she like she kind of was like, I, just, I, I didn't even, like, it, it's, you, you, if you pay attention, you'll understand. Like, if I don't big somebody up, but I also don't, that's that's the yeah, closest you're going to get from me. If I'm not like singing their praises, but I'm also like not talking cash shit, that's the closest I'm going to be to. Don't do it because I'm not going to be. You're going to do what you want to do. And I'm never going to be the one to accuse me of cock blocking my friends. Never. never. But if you see, if you, if you ask me about somebody, I'm just like, yeah, like you should talk. Like you know, what I'm saying, talk to them. Like his, you know, his, this and the third. But I'm not out here gassing you to do it. Take that as a hit as well. Okay. <laughs> because I don't want you to be coming back and back. You, you, you said all of this and he turned up. I ain't say shit, girl. So here's the extra layer of this. I had a young man that I was talking to. And he also, I have slept with this man. And he also thought it was okay to shoot his shot at a number of my friends. The problem that I have with this is this. Because, okay, let me preface this by saying, me and said young man, we're not in a relationship. I told y'all I'm casually dating, fucking, I'm doing what I want to do at the moment, okay? I don't have a problem with the fact that he wanted to shoot a shot at one of my friends. I have a problem with the way you went about it. What is the proper way to go about it? Come to me. If you respect me at all, and you know the situation between us, I'm always transparent. And you know the situation between you and I is platonic. It's just cool. Like, we kick it when it's we cordial. want to. It's cordial. It's cordial. We see each other when we want to. It's on some of that. And you find yourself, like, wanting to shoot your shot at one of my friends. If you come to me like a man about it, I'd put you on with her myself. Oh, yeah. I'll see what I can do about that. Or I can be like, nah, she's too much. She's, or I'll tell you, nah, that one's way too close to me. I would feel some way if you did it. I would tell you how I felt about it. Now, what, how you choose to proceed is on you. But if you're really a man about it and you give a damn about that woman, cool. And you understand the terms of the agreement, go to the woman first. Come to me first. And then I would have put you on with my friend myself. But because you want to be a sneaky bastard, I'm getting ready to go talk shit. <laughs> I still remember that one time back at Tina's, but we'll we'll discuss that off air. Oh yeah, the scam. With our oh, run the scam. Run the scam. Honey, that's summer. This summer was fun. Um, <laughs> Not a ball. But it's like yeah. So for me, I look at it like I will 
like this one friend. I'm gonna have to start charging her for my services because she's asking me like, so who 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 are the friends gonna be around at your birthday? I'm like, I'm showing her Instagrams. I'm I'm like, she's giving me like the, the type of list of niggas that she like, and I'm trying to pair that with the niggas I know. No, this cow. This is not for the love of cow. Like you are not a matchmaker service. They have shows on TLC for this shit. Man, that's I, I, a part of me was like, look, so you just like pull up and shoot at whoever's around. Like I, I'm doing my part by bringing as many people. I'm doing as my part is bringing everybody that I know who fucks with me to enough to come to my shit around. Oh, I'll be there. I can't do much more because I'm gonna be drunk. Drunker <laughs> than a skunker, and I can't wait. I'm gonna be drunk. I ain't gonna be worried about trying to secure your bag. I'm trying to secure my own. Okay. Um, but in general, just like look, if you if you see a friend of mine, male or female, that you like. And you, when you feel the need to hit my line about it, I will try to give you as much detail without while respecting their privacy. If I tell you, if I don't gas them up, take that as a note. This ain't what you want because I know that this ain't what you want. But then again, you know, niggas gonna dig, and and shorty's gonna do what they want. Like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but if you want to talk to somebody that I've talked to, again, you got. I respect it if you come to me like, hey, what's up with her? And I tell you like. Cause, cause I've had somebody do that. Real niggas have real conversations. Like, hey, I'm thinking about shorty, and I'm like, hey, if she's choosing, I can't control that. But don't actively to try and take that one because I kind of like that one. But she's not my girl. If she's choosing, she's choosing. Let a girl choose. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. you, 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 you charge it to the game. Charge it. I mean, there's a couple ones that get charged. A lot and of people I'm gonna sit here and pretend like me and my homegirls haven't shared a nigga too. Some of this shit gets charged to the game because, listen, all dick is expendable unless it's my dick. And if it's my dick, then I, if it's really my dick, this conversation we're not even having. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He wouldn't do that. There's no, like, and trust me, my friends are beautiful. I take nothing. My girls are beautiful. I take nothing away from that. But what I'm not going to sit here and do is make it seem like, you know, there's attachments to these niggas or or getting my feelings with these niggas because they also think my friends are pretty. Some, some like yeah. sometimes like you you said niggas for these hoes is for everybody. You can't and we and we, we and there's one of a, this may be problematic, but it's one of the very it's like every nigga has the one that's off limits, and then the girls they like it's for, for everybody. There's one nigga that of course there's one nigga I'm fucking that's off limits. Everybody else is fair game. Is that, and it's <laughs> y'all can play musical dicks trying to figure out which one it is, but. I promise you, no. And the nigga that's off limits, y'all, you. And let's be clear. A person who's off limits probably knows that they're off limits. They know. And so it's one of the things where it's like, if you, they respect me enough to be like, hey, so-and-so was trying to. Oh, yeah. And see, the crazy thing is that it plays so cool. It'll be, you won't even know. You'll have no idea, but they know because we have an understanding. And mind you, I'm still a single woman. I do what I want to do, but because of the under, mutual understanding we have, like, okay, none of your friends, none of your friends ain't cool. Every, it's some stranger bitch I don't know, some stranger nigga you don't know, that's cool, but you don't shoot at my friend group, I won't shoot at yours. But all, everybody else is fair game. I don't, I don't care. I also respect the fact that there are certain women that don't operate that like that. Once they fuck them, they're off limits. And if you're a real friend, you respect that. Yeah, but as but also if you're a real chick and you know that's how you move, that once I fuck them, he's off limits. You also ain't just gonna be out here trying to fuck everybody because if that means something to you, you know what I'm saying. You'll keep that dick at home. You'll keep that dick at home. Um, and it's one of the things. That's why I, I, 
there's like I never played a whole like you're my girl but I'm single because I don't want you to ask me questions so I'm not asking you questions and and if you feel the need to ask questions I'm not asking you we gotta have a reevaluation conversation oh, yeah, of what, for what the, sure because I don't want to be questioned about oh who was that chick you was talking to who was that chick that was like because it's none of your damn business I'd be damned if I'm getting asked questions and I be, and and that's why I never ask questions and they they can't do shit but respect it because I I treat them the way I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Period. Facts are facts. And now, as far as lying brothers and sisters, same rules generally apply. Um, especially depending on how big the line is, if we being honest. Listen, if it's a line of AKAs, it's about 140 of them. You don't even know all the bitches. <laughs> Listen, you can just, and it, it, it's like intervals of like 15. Like, <laughs> well, you can shoot the 1 through 15, no, 16 through 30. You can figure out where her line is and then 15 up and 15 back from that. Like you can't. What's her number? Like her number is like fifty. You can't talk to seventy five or twenty two. Like, like you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like and but and it's, one of those is like and generally if it's a the line brothers pretty much already know. So if it's if they're allowing it to happen, they're you're not finessing anyone. I'm not gonna lie. I talked to line brothers before, but I didn't know they were on the same line. But I should have known better. Fucking in the same chapter, but it happens. It happens. <laughs> I should have known better. But that's enough of my whole escapades. Uh, Y'all don't really be think, out here thinking I'm not wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Alex, thank you for coming in. Um, I appreciate that I can, you know, hit you up like, hey. You busy? <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, again, for everybody listening, uh, take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and post it on your Instagram stories with the hashtag potting, as well as our hashtag shoot your shop pod. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on our social media or our email, which will all be in the description attached to this episode. I know it's a little bit of a long one, but y- y'all get over it. We have fun. We have fun. Hopefully you will too. Um, signing out is Calvin, aka Fee Diddy, aka Kyrie Curving, and Ali Nicole. We are out. The second shift production. I've been in my wave like 20 years straight. I've been on my vibe like 20 years straight. Don't fuck up my high. Fuck up my high. Nice like this, I can fuck up a pie and still be straight. Still be straight. Fall back, bitch, I got a lot on my plate. Don't waste my breath.